0: How you doing? <laughs> oh, we're, no. We're here to, to talk about the entirety of The Sopranos television series. Uh, this is our mini episode uh, here uh, on September 12th is when this is going to come out. And we're kind of in the middle of an interesting transition. Yes. Uh, do we want to talk about that now or is that for a later episode? We'll go into more detail. Uh, I mean,
1: you've already mentioned it on the blog. Yeah.
0: So I'd say check out the blog if you don't know.
1: And I'm not saying, like, I'm not willing to talk about it. And I
0: think we'll do... I think when we arrive at our destination, we may do a podcast talking about why and where... Top five. (laughs) Top five reasons we left. Uh, So, uh, for now, we're going to talk about seasons one through six of The Sopranos. The mini Saints of Newark is set to come out October 1st. And that'll be in theaters and on HBO Max same day. (coughs) And uh, we binge watched the entirety of the sopranos. I didn't know we were going to tear through it as fast as we did, but it's I loved it. What did you think?
1: I really loved it too, and I think it was one of those shows that for example, I did not indulge in watching all of breaking bad and it was because it was becoming way too sad for me, but maybe I was watching it during a depressive episode that hit it a little bit harder uh the sopranos felt a lot of times especially the first first episodes felt like a dramedy sitcom because sitcoms to me um since i grew up mostly around like the end of the 90s or 90s is basically like family it's a like family. Ma- mafia yes. seventh
0: heaven yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but i thought it was a very good show i could understand the influence that Uh, The Sopranos had on so many other like Mad
0: Men television shows yeah
1: shows that either we loved or were very interested by but at the same time they couldn't emulate that feel or that distraughtness that you could have With it, I know I enjoyed Mad Men, but it was one of those shows that at the end there was just certain points that felt like they were missing, or certain things that did they not that they dropped. They were just like it's not important to the story no no longer.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, *Sopranos* felt very tight.
1: Yes, especially the second part of the sixth season. Yeah, it felt as if like David Chase went. This is ending. I'm tightening it up.
0: And he had a very clear trajectory. Like he knew yes. this is where we're going and I know the steps to get us there.
1: So The Sopranos was one of the picks from our Patreons for which season should we indulge in. Or we know, it was
0: just which uh, series should we watch and review each season. Yes.
1: Of. And um you have done are you finished with your like, each reviews or I
0: still have uh season 5 and season 6 to okay. write about but we'll still talk about it yeah here.
1: and um and it's also different to have a discussion versus you sitting down and writing because yeah. that's like you more in your head versus yeah. a discussion between each other so
0: so yeah general thoughts i thought uh tony soprano one of the most complex characters to ever be in a television series oh yes and it, it, the show really Sent you on a roller coaster on how you felt as a viewer about Tony. Mm-hmm. And it was never done in a way that felt manipulative. Like, I think it comes from we want to love our protagonists. So, David Chase kind of challenges the audience by giving us a protagonist who is a terrible person.
1: Well, I think he's also supposed to be uh, the first real anti hero. And we can't really say, like, we can say, for example, Archie Bunker was the first anti-hero. Archie Bunker had someone to play, play against, either his Archie wife... Archie
0: Bunker never murdered anybody. Yeah, well,
1: Archie Bunker, like, was, you know, he had his wife. That sometimes contradicted him, his, uh, his ch- uh, like, his daughter and his son-in-law, his neighbors. And
0: but, you think about, like, cop shows, yeah, you might have had, like, a grizzled detective, but at the end of the day... The premise of the show was they were trying to, like, protect people from harm. Yeah, it was... Tony Soprano is just completely self-indulgent, selfish, and everything he does is for him.
1: Well, I think it's also the showing of what it is. It's a good man who just ends up going into his worst impulses.
0: Yeah, and it's by the end, it's Tony has no sense of self-control. When Tony wants to have sex, he just has sex. When he wants to eat, he wants to eat. He feels guilt about things he does, but he never, like... And he might abstain from it for a while, but ultimately he just gives in to whatever desire it is he has. Yeah. Um, uh, It's inevitable that, like, The Sopranos, and I know when it came out, it was immediately compared to, like, the work of Martin Scorsese. Mm -hmm. And Scorsese's work... Because we did this year uh, kind of a marathon of his 20th century films. So everything yeah. from Mean Streets to Bringing Out the Dead. <coughs> so primarily like Mean Streets and Goodfellas are the mm-hmm. two movies that would be referenced if you're going to talk about The Sopranos and Casino. Um, I've, what, what Do you find similarities between the two? Do you feel like David Chase is having a conversation with Scorsese's movies or the portrayal of Italian people in media in general?
1: I think... There is a huge difference, but, we also have to give a nod at the fact that, due to the fact that this has a longer format, and most of the episodes are like fifty minutes long, so we have six seasons of of this he almost a hundred episodes, and yeah. so he can go deeper into it, but there is such a difference because. One of the things I keep thinking about is, like, in Goodfellas, you have that one character that's, like, just pure violence. And I forgot his name. Is it Joe Pesci's character? Yeah. There isn't one character in The Soprano that you can just say is that impulsive, except maybe for one. Paulie. No, not Paulie. Or Ralph. Uh, Yes,
0: Ralph. But even Ralph, like, the last episode we see Ralph in... He's given this weird tinge of human sympathy through, like, what happens to his son.
1: Yes. And, and he so, seems...
0: But then, like, he does something terrible.
1: Yeah. And so it's one of those that, like... And funny enough, like, uh, Martin Scorsese does appear, like, ten seconds. In uh, the first the, season. Yeah. Uh, yes. Which is, like, a nod of being, like, yeah, he's the one... Uh, well, or he, When he the not, film's
0: full of directors, like, yeah. Peter Bogdanovich is Dr. Melfi's uh, psych therapist... You have Sidney uh, Sydney Pollack as the uh, prison nurse for um, Johnny Sack. Uh, oh, I f- oh, there's um in the gambling game. Oh yeah, there's like even people forget, that are
1: playing themselves.
0: I forget his name, uh, but yeah, there's yeah, there's directors Paul Mazursky. That's who it is. Okay. Appears so. Yeah, it's it's very much a f- show influenced by film.
1: Yes. But I think it's also something of itself entirely. Um, obviously, the first season doesn't look as good as once the other seasons car- uh, start getting through. And also, they have a higher budget. They can do a little bit more fantastical things.
0: And then but, season six has just, like, I think is the best-looking season of yeah,
1: all. Yeah, and there are times that even though this is very much mafia like violence there is also like the benefits of therapy as he's going through his life and even
0: that gets questioned by the yeah
1: that gets questioned at the end and it's also there are lynch moments with the dream sessions um the call to intuition the call to sort of understanding yourself there's a lot of References to other movie, not
0: reference characters are always watching movies, yes, or reading books, yes, and they always seem to have some reference either to what's happening in the episode or an overall theme of the show.
1: Yeah, and so interesting enough, like David Chase, while we had heard an interview where he talked about the fact that he wanted to make a show that he would want to watch that had to do with being Italian American, having to do with the references of the like the mafia even though it has like hindered uh, italian americans to what, begin with and it seemed
0: like primarily it was about his relationship with his mother that was a big part. yes
1: and it was a huge part but um i like it's not that i don't have anything to say with it there's just so much to say about like the sopranos uh,
0: yeah i would say um some of my takeaways from it was the show is about questioning the nature of evil And that it's really not about the mafia at the end of the day when you really want... If somebody asks you, well, what's The Sopranos about? I would say it's more about how hard it is to be a good person in a broken world, essentially. Yeah. And the end... I mean, especially those last few episodes are hitting on that really hard. And in some ways, pointing a finger at the viewer and going, like, why do you think you're a better person than Tony? Like, you do evil acts... And it's very easy to, like, point at certain people in society and go, well, they're bad. I'm yeah. not, but they're bad. I'm not. They're the bad guy.
1: Well, I think the, the funny thing is, like, Sopranos does have a huge, like, a huge interest on gender roles, um, mm-hmm. the way that religion plays out in their life.
0: They subtly comment uh, on race.
1: It's, it's also, when you think about it, how capitalism, mm. at the end of the day, is one of the reasons that we have um like cr- yeah, crime. crime yeah and especially when you consider the United States one of the like if anybody has read their history the reason that like crime groups or crime organizations became more violent it had to do with the fact that um in order to shut down crime, like police and authorities became more violent themselves, and it was an attribution to that it so was an a, act
0: of self defense yeah
1: an act of self defense and the reason that we have to be like capitalism is the reason that crime and especially crime organizations it's a form of greed and the and, and the way that they they talk about it, but then at the same time don't talk about it is the way that crime infects everything else around us by of how Cheap, they're unwilling to go with certain things. Of how unwilling they're uh to be like, hey, this is not up to code, but they loop around the code, where everybody gets
0: paid off. And yeah, somebody gets yeah. paid
1: off, so it gets forgotten, or it's you know it's a landfill somewhere well, where you're like
0: it reflects on like the economic desperation of the people in those positions, those mm-hmm. inspectors. Yes, because they're willing to take a bribe and overlook something that could kill someone later. Yeah, and so or, they're and you were talking about like I think there's also. an important moment when Tony and some of his guys go over to Italy early on in the series and the mafia they encounter there does not... is not familiar to them. It's still crime, but, like, they definitely seem to feel like fish out of water. And and Tony, like... Like, you have Pauly who's sort of playing the comic angle of that where he's trying to connect with the Italian people and it's just not working. But then Tony encountering a female boss uh, is something he's never seen before. And like her methods and the way she does things, mm-hmm. it's very different from what they know. Yeah, And so I feel like Chase is also kind of saying The, the Sopranos is, is about a, a very American phenomena.
1: Yeah, especially when you consider the fact that there are Italian-Americans that might know what their roots are, but what happens to any um, culture, race, or person who comes from another ethnicity or background, you are going to get Americanized to the point that you no longer recognize what are supposed to be your roots. So Polly sitting down and being like, hey, there's no gravy, which is basically like the tomato sauce that we associate, you know, meatballs and spaghetti. Like that is not something that they indulge in. They indulge in more in the pasta and more like olive oil and butter. And so he's kind of confused as to what is going on they have more fish, which is something that they weren't used to. Because
0: um, 'cause they're constantly eating like pork. Yes, and Gabi is
1: sort of kinda of, like lies to everyone saying that going to the motherland was the best thing, but He was, he was miserable. He was miserable and he was lonely and um
0: when we're talking about Scorsese's work. Scorsese constantly has this sort of tension between the sacred and the profane. Mm-hmm. There's constant like Catholic religious imagery in his mob films. Uh, David Chase feels very much like an atheist to me.
1: Especially, like, the regard towards Tony. Now, if you watch the show, Carmella has a strong belief within her religion, but it's, like, this idea that she could be washed away from her husband's sins because she indulges into what, like, the riches that he brings back home. But he does, like... But every time she feels kind of guilt, he brings more forth to it. So she's, like praying, 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 hoping that maybe her husband will see the light. But there's never a moment where Carmella's like, you need to stop doing this. And um, she believes in this so desperately, but she's also very much a consumer. She, Mm -hmm. like, no. And very
0: much a conservative. At one point she even admits to voting for George W. Bush She's homophobic. She yeah. is yeah, she's very much a right-wing person.
1: She's very much a, a right-wing person that feels that like if her daughter puts more of a push and nudge, she would be a little bit like more of a lib, but is not pushed and shoved enough because she has done has done and sacrificed so much.
0: She thinks she kind of deserves what Tony gives her in terms of like material goods.
1: Well, it's also all the suffering that she has to go through. Like, we can't... Like, obviously, I don't want to... For anyone who's never watched the show, uh, I mean, you have to sit down and watch it. Um, Carmella is very much the type of person that she's done good by raising her children. Yes. Uh, protecting them as much as she can.
0: Because they end up having, like, two very, like, thoughtful, sensitive children.
1: Yes. And so... um but in exchange of that, she has sacrificed all the things that, for example, she kind of envies in her daughter, Meadow. Yes. She envies the fact that her daughter went to a good school. She envies the fact that, like, her daughter gets to pick and choose who it is that she get like will be with and get married. Yet, for some reason, and it's not really, like, it's not supposed to be a surprise, Meadow is attracted to the men who end up being raised within the same society, even if they're not either oh, whether they're yeah. going to or not to, because she's able to talk about things that she would have to restrict herself with anybody else.
0: because yeah, like Jackie Jr. and then Patsy's son. Yeah. But ultimately, she's always going to end up with someone that's in the business. In the business. De- connected to the business. Or, connected to, the or business. connected
1: to it to some degree. And then we have AJ, who is living in his father's shadow whether he wants to or not. And at the beginning, he is so, like, unaware until it's, like, funny enough, like, pounded into him over and over again. You yep. are Anthony Soprano Jr. You know who this is. This is Anthony Soprano
0: Jr. So, and he, he's used as, like, a bludgeon for certain, certain people point at him, and they use that to inspire fear in other people.
1: And you can tell at times that he's either confused or almost just, like, s- at, towards the end so over it and wishing to almost disassociate and be a, an entirely different person <coughs> that he can't get away from it. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, standout characters. So, like, who are a couple characters beyond just Tony and Carmela who are, like, the best characters in the show? But some of those side characters that you feel like, if someone hasn't watched the show or is going to rewatch— pay attention to this character more
1: um i mean obviously christopher is always going to be one yeah. um like andrea uh like adriana is going to be another one that i've i found very interesting because you think she's kind of shallow at the beginning but she's so dedicated and so like in love with Christopher that it's painful mm-hmm. like it is painful to watch
0: because of how much he like takes from her and ultimately destroys her by yes. the end of her story
1: um and destroys her family when you think Yeah, oh about yeah, her. her mom too. And so but it's also like when you when you have space to step away from it like Junior is a fascinating character when you think about it. This is a man who never had children, who, after Christopher's father dies, takes uh, Tony under his wing. There's, like, I think... Did Tony's dad seem to die from natural causes? Yeah, he was older, yeah. So, um...
0: I think he's supposed to have died a few years before the show starts.
1: Yes, and so, like, Junior, who is... has never married, never had children who is a lot of times is just like a grumpy old man
0: incredibly insecure.
1: Yes, but it was this man who like either his brother took something away from him or someone else took something away from him. Cuz was he
0: older than Johnny?
1: Um, I I'm not sure
0: about the birth the birth order there
1: no i wasn't like it wasn't really clear like what the birth order was but when you think about it and especially watching in interviews and watching the guy who played junior dominic
0: chiancy who
1: seems so thoughtful and so kind from the perspective that i'm Mm -hmm. getting um junior is way more intelligent than people think of him being.
0: Well, like he... All of those, like, Italian songs he knows. And he seems to be, like, very poetic in certain moments. When he's not being, like, an insecure weirdo. Yes.
1: And so he's... He's very much... So Tony, at the end of the day, just ends up becoming a mixture of his mother and Junior. Yeah. He becomes not just his mother. He becomes much junior of being insecure, unsure about himself and leveling. It's all the, the negative traits yes. of these people. And so knowing that. He's openly knowing that, but he is has these and this thing about authority. And another character that I found very interesting talking out loud um is Silvio. Like Silvio was another character that I kind of enjoyed, especially towards the end when
0: um He never really got like a spotlight like some of the other characters. And got. I
1: was kind of okay with him not having a spotlight. It was just I thought it was so interesting that he was very much Tony's second in command without that being verbally said.
0: And nobody really like ever tried to challenge Silvio. It no, was just and that's who he was. Like,
1: because you know, when you start watching it, it's obviously that Christopher is being groomed for something greater. But Silvio is never challenging anybody. And towards the end, when Tony ends up in the hospital, he is, like, taking over. And everyone else is sort of like, Silvio, this could be your big chance.
0: And he does not want it. And he doesn't
1: want it. Like, his wife is sort of, like, thinking of how much money they can bring in. And he's just like, but I like being... Like, he tells her, and it's sort of like something that she doesn't seem to grasp Is. I like being in the background. I like not it being able to... He likes to- being the
0: consigliere. So, like, the the counselor to the boss.
1: Yes. And so... And, like, it's sad because there are many times that, like, he warns Tony and Tony doesn't listen to him. And it's funny because it's, like, the times that he's had to deal with Tony's bullshit, the one time he ends up, like, fucking up. And Tony's like, I can't fucking believe it. And he's just like, yeah, I'm sorry, Tony never apologizes for his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Sylvia, on the other hand, is sort of like, hey, I've noticed this about you. And Tony's like, what the fuck? Like, he doesn't curse him out, but he's also, like, doesn't know what to do with the fact that Sylvia's like, you have a problem with authority. And it's...
0: It reminds me a lot, kind of, of Shakespeare, where you would have these fascinating supporting characters that maybe didn't get... They don't have as much to say as the more prominent characters, mm-hmm. like a Christopher or, you know, even a Polly. But it's the role that they do play, and when they do have an important uh, part in a story, it, like, really pops, and you really yes. you get a lot of insight into them. And so, yeah, I do think Silvio is probably one of those underrated characters. I would say a character that I think deserves a little more, like, attention, and I think is very complex, Janice Soprano. Tony's oldest sister, who so easily could have been, like, a two-dimensional, like, oh, she's a new age flake kind of thing, is so nuanced and so, like, duplicitous. And, but still there's, like, she does love, but because of the influence of their mother, she doesn't know how to love in a way that doesn't eventually become toxic.
1: Well, it's... Like towards the end, I'm almost like in the back of my head, I'm like, oh god, I just hope that Janice like does better. But it's it's almost like trying it's really hard to say that because it feels as if like that family has this weird curse on it. Um she is she is afraid of her brother, but she is so willing to challenge him. Yeah. And and
0: there's that there's the the fight Bobby and uh, Tony have. Yes. And then after like near the end of the show, he and Janet, uh, Tony and Janice are sitting on the deck and are joking about these like horrible jokes he made about her like having sex with men under the boardwalk at Atlantic City. And you realize like, oh. This is how they joke with each other because to them it wasn't a big deal and Bobby was overreacting.
1: Well, like, they were also, like, drunk and it's also the fact that he's making a joke in front of Bobby expecting Bobby to laugh at this. Um Bobby, who's, like, probably one of the sweetest characters who then you relay to me that the actor's a fucking asshole, which... Yeah, Steve Sherpa, <laughs>
0: I've heard, is not very pleasant.
1: Um... Yeah, just like it's – I mean, all in all, like if you differ from this opinion, I would not argue with anyone who's like, this character is super interesting to me.
0: Every character. Yeah,
1: every character is very interesting. Um, Even
0: like the FBI agents who don't play a major role and are are very Shakespearean in that they're kind of like – they show up because they need to like announce something that gets the plot going. They have these moments – where, like, the main FBI agent that's over Tony's case suddenly becomes, like, a fan of Tony and is almost like a friend of his.
1: Yes. I think the one thing I also want to point out that I kept thinking about, especially in the early seasons, and I don't know if this is right or wrong of me, I just found the te- his kids so incredibly, like, annoying. Early
0: on, yes, definitely. And
1: it, I think it's supposed to be showing that how bratty they are. Because
0: They're supposed to be spoiled kids. They're
1: supposed to be spoiled kids. And it's also like, you know, uh, Meadow is like at times to the point that she's grating. Like the way that she tells her friend Hunter how she told her parents like, oh, well, you know, just cut my Amex card or her discovery card as a punishment. But they don't really punish her at the end of the day. How AJ is a spoiled brat. But then you start to realize as they grow older how they were raised in such a structure of a household that you have to be amazed on how they became the people that they are. Um, Dr. Like, Melfi's comment on being like, so AJ, the kid that never feels anything, suddenly feels too much, which is her criticism of Tony yeah. and complaining. That,
0: that, I would say the great, one of the greatest faults of Carmella and Tony is what horrible parents they are. Because, really, when you look at the way they react to their children when their children are in pain, they're the most uncaring. I mean, Carmela a little more caring than Tony. But, ultimately, like, when somebody is really, like, letting their emotions pour out, yes. neither of them knows what to do. They say every wrong thing that you should not say to a child. They're completely judge- – they judge them completely. They try to shame them. They try to, like, fix it with material goods. Well,
1: it's like they they do learn to apologize as parents. They do try to relate to their kids.
0: I would say maybe Carmella. When Tony ultimately, in his last session with Melfi, makes the comment that maybe he shouldn't have jumped in and saved AJ from trying to kill himself in the swimming pool... I mean, I feel like Tony as a parent is irredeemable at a certain point. I think,
1: well, Tony at at that point was at the lowest of his lows. No. Like, he's also so angry that he's given his anxiety and depression to AJ instead of maybe trying to be understanding and explain to AJ, like, you're getting this from me. I'm really sorry kind of thing
0: because he never really talks about his therapy with his kids even when they're adults
1: yeah and they are in therapy and as, as a person myself who's been really open about therapy at least towards like my friends and family it's one of those that i know nowadays it's like we're trying to like make it commonplace that people go to therapy and they talk about stuff and but it's one of those like the shame that he carries after they made such a big deal in the mafia that he was going to therapy, which funny enough, like later on in the seasons, the New York guys are telling him, no, keep going to therapy. That's good for your mental health. Yeah. Like the irony of the people that are basically well, I- above them.
0: Well, it's almost kind of a reflection of like the change in society from the late 90s to the mid 2000s. Yes. of No, like people should be going to therapy. Mental health is important.
1: Yeah. And so... There is like this astonishment and sort of like respect of the fact that he is going to therapy. But then they also they do have a huge problem that they're viewing therapy, which is something that parents should not do as a way of controlling their children. Yeah. And the example was Meadow went to a therapist that Dr. Melfi uh, recommended and the therapist said, hey, her going a year abroad is a good thing. She could take a break. Whatever, that's fine. And then you were right.
0: You're supposed to have told her to stay at Columbia. And they get
1: mad and force her to stay, but she ends up like with a guy that they're not really happy with at the end of the day. And then when AJ needs a doctor, she was like, "Do you need me to give you a reference?" Is like, "No, we're going with his pediatrician." But this is a 20 year old young man.
0: Yeah, you should talk to like an adult therapist to get an adult recommendation. So like we could. Honestly, we could do an entire like podcast series yes. on the Sopranos, and there are many people that already do. Uh we're gonna Even
1: Soprano actors do. <coughs> yes,
0: Steve Sherpa and uh Michael Imperioli have talking sopranos. Um so the last thing I'm gonna talk about, of course, is the ending of the Sopranos. It's one of those like pop culture moments that's been commented on and parodied and analyzed or
1: hated or beloved
0: and it's there's never going to be a definitive answer in in some ways that's very lynchian of chase that he's like i'm not going to tell you what it means and that's it there's not going to be more that's Mm -hmm. how it ends uh what was your interpretation of the ending
1: i think thinking and viewing of it as it now it's as if He's lost all sense of reality or sense of well-being to himself, especially when we watch videos comparing the fact that it was not the first blackout screen. We just heard Tony's voice when he's talking to Carmela and it's, he knows where this is going. He just doesn't
0: care. I agree. I think for people that are like, Oh, is that guy who went into the bathroom going to kill him? I think it doesn't matter. It's like, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but it's, I noticed in that final scene, there is – everything is camera on Tony and then Tony's point of view. Camera on Tony, Tony's point of view. And it's interesting if you watch on YouTube people reacting to that episode like we're watching through the series. They just get – their paranoia just goes off the charts, and that's exactly what Chase wanted. I think he wanted you to realize this is Tony's life now. This, it was his life when throughout this series, and it's just getting worse the longer this goes on, is he can't ever live in peace.
1: And he doesn't care.
0: And yeah, and it's like, but he's not, he's paranoid, but you don't see him distressed. It's sort of, this is how life is in Well, it's his mind.
1: also like that weird thing of being like, he's going to let his family go through this.
0: Oh yeah, and there's all, yeah, that also sort of, he brings them to this place after... Multiple people in his organization have either been killed or shot. Yeah. And he decides, hey, why don't my family and I gather in a public place at night in the neighborhood where we live? I don't, nothing bad will happen. Uh, I also think um, it's Tony is alone because they show us he's with his family, but the, we don't, I mean, Meadow, I guess you would assume, would come sit next to him when she comes in. But, like, he's on the other side of the table. He gets there by himself. He he just feels very distanced from everyone around him. And I also think it's important that the scene right before the ending scene is Tony visiting Junior in the uh, elder care facility for, like, the mentally ill. And Junior's dementia has just taken him at this point. Like, the Junior that we saw at the beginning of the series is gone this man in the wheelchair doesn't remember his life. And you have Tony like telling him like, you know, you were the boss of North Jersey, like telling him what a great man you were. And all Junior can just say is, oh, I was. Mm. And so like, it's meaningless to Junior. And I think that's something that's in Tony's head in that final scene of my whole thing is look at what I've accomplished. I'm at the top of the heap, look at where I am. But ultimately, will I just end up like that? I won't even remember it. Yeah. Like think about that like, just the tragedy of that like I've killed all these people to get to this place. I've had all this money. I fucked all these women. And there's going to come a day where I don't even remember any of this. And I'm just a toothless old man in a wheelchair sitting alone who can't even remember where he like buried his stash in the backyard. And like just the 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 great sadness of the fate of people that live in this sort of life. Like once again, it's not necessarily about the mafia. This is just about like to exist as a human, at least in a, in an American context. Yeah. Like where do I end up and does anything I did actually matter? And so, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a heavy show. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those shows where there have been so many scholarly article articles written just on Minutia and specific aspects and themes of the show Like I said, I mean this could be a whole series We're going to stop there And I would love to hear anyone's thoughts about The Sopranos If there's a character you think everybody should really focus on If there's just a moment that you feel sums up the show And is really kind of a, a hitting point for the, the themes that David Chase is trying to communicate We would love to hear it You can check out the show notes on how to share those thoughts with us But uh, the next time you will hear from us, well, if you're a patron, you're going to hear from us for our malignant review that we're going to be putting up on the site very soon, which that'll be a fun (laughs) review to do, James Wan's new movie. But the next time you hear from us, we will be in a very different place, and we will have a lot to talk to you about. Talk to you then.